Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox and I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. Conversant brings a different kind of ethics and compliance solution to your organization. These days, business success demands something different, a corporate culture centered on integrity and ethical behavior. Conversant provides your teams with a centralized platform and automated processes that connect your business goals with your ethics and values. The result, a highly strategic program that drives ethics and values to the center of your business. Through the use of the Conversant Ethics Cloud platform, it gives you the choice of what you need according to your compliance program maturity. As your compliance program progresses on its ethical journey, Conversant can meet the needs of your requirements with unified ease of use and all of your ethics compliance data in one place, increasing transparency and efficiency while reducing cost. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, during this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 6, the Code of Conduct. What is the value of having a Code of Conduct? I've heard many business folks ask that question over the years. In the early days, a Code of Conduct tended to be a lawyer-written, lawyer-driven document to wave in a regulator's face during enforcement action and using it to claim we are an ethical company. Is such a legalistic code effective? Is a code of conduct more than simply your company's internal law? What is it that makes a code of conduct effective? What should be the goal in the creation of your code of conduct? Those are just some of the questions that you need to consider when drafting or updating your code of conduct. In the 2012 FCPA guidance, the DOJ and SEC stated, a company's code of conduct is often the foundation upon which an effective compliance program is built. As the DOJ has repeatedly noted, in, <clears throat> noted, the most effective codes are clear, concise, and accessible to all employees and to those conducting business on the company's behalf. Indeed, it would be difficult to effectively implement a compliance program if it was not available in the local language so that employees and foreign subsidiaries could access it and understand it. When assessing a compliance program, the DOJ and SEC will review whether a company has taken steps to make certain that the code of conduct remains current and effective, and whether a company has periodically updated its code of conduct. In the SCCE article, Essential Elements of an Effective Compliance Program, 
The authors noted that first and foremost, the standards of a code of conduct demonstrate the organization's overarching ethical attitude and its system-wide emphasis on compliance and ethics with all applicable laws and regulations. The article goes on to state, the code is meant for all employees and all representatives of the organization, not just those most actively involved in known compliance and ethics issues. This includes management, vendors, suppliers, independent contractors, which are frequently overlooked groups. From the board of directors to volunteers, the authors believe that everyone must receive, read, understand, and agree to abide by the standards of the Code of Conduct. There are several purposes which should be communicated in your Code of Conduct. The overriding goal is for all employees to follow what is required of them under the Code of Conduct. You can do this by communicating those requirements to providing a process for proper decision-making and then requiring all such persons subject to the Code of Conduct to put these standards into everyday business practice. Such actions are some of your best evidence that your company upholds and supports proper compliance conduct. The substance of your Code of Conduct should be tailored to your company's culture, its industry and corporate identity. It should provide a mechanism by which employees who are trying to do the right thing in the compliance and business ethics arena can do so. The Code of Conduct can be used as a basis for employee review and evaluation. It should certainly be invoked if there is a violation. If your company's disciplinary procedures your company's disciplinary procedures should be stated in your Code of Conduct. These would include all forms of discipline up to and including dismissal for serious violations of the Code of Conduct. Further, your Code of Conduct should emphasize it will comply with all applicable laws and regulations wherever it does business. The Code needs to be written in plain English and translated into other languages as necessary so that all applicable persons can understand it. I often say the three most important things about your compliance program are to document, document, document. The same is true of communicating your company's code of conduct. You need to do more than simply put it on the website and tell people it's there, available, and that they should read it. You need to document that all employees and anyone else that your code of conduct applies to has read it and understand it. The DOJ expects that the company begins its compliance program with a very public and very robust code of conduct. If your company does not have one, you need to implement one forthwith. If your company has not reviewed or assessed your code of conduct for five years, I would suggest you do so in short order, as much has changed in the compliance world since 2013. How important is a code of conduct? Well, consider the 2016 SEC enforcement action involving United Airlines, which turned on the violation of the company's code of conduct. I should also note that this was an FCPA case under the Books and Records section of the FCPA. It was not an international bribery case, but a domestic case. The breach of the code of conduct was determined to be an FCPA internal controls violation. It involved a clear quid pro quo benefit paid out by United Airlines to David Sampson, the former chairman of the board of directors of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, the public government entity which has authority for, among other things, United Airlines operations at the company's huge East Coast hub in New Jersey. The actions of United's former CEO, Jeff Smizek, in personally approving the benefits granted to 
Samson violated the company's internal controls around gifts to government officials by failing to not only follow the United Code of Conduct, but by violating that same code of conduct. A $2.4 million penalty levied on United Airlines was in addition to a non-prosecution agreement settlement with the Department of Justice, which resulted in a penalty of $2.25 million. The scandal also cost the resignation of Smizek and two high-level executives from United. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, first of all, every formulation of a best practices compliance program starts with a written code of conduct. This is true certainly under the FCPA, the OECD 13 Good Practices, the six principles of adequate procedures under the UK Bribery Act, the Brazilian Clean Companies Act, or any other anti-corruption, anti-bribery legislation you can name. Two, the substance of your code of conduct should be tailored to your company's culture and to its industry and corporate identity. And three, focusing on my continued mantra of compliance, which is to document, document, document. Document, document, document your training and communication efforts for your code of conduct. This is Tom Fox. I hope you have enjoyed day six in 31 days to a more effective compliance program. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day seven when we take up compliance policies and procedures. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program sponsored by Conversant. I hope you will join me tomorrow and indeed for the entire 31 days in January while I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize your compliance program using the most recent resources the Department of Justice has communicated to us, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.